now um, January 14th, 2021. It's been a little while since I've done a podcast, but there's no time like the present. Uh, a lot has happened since I last uh, spoke on my podcast. Um, hmm, where do I even begin? And um, I felt the most high just pushing me to begin my podcast again, speaking about the events of my life and not just my life, but my family and all that we have endured. See, um, people failed to realize that in this journey of a believer, of a saint, of a servant, a.k.a. prophet, prophetess for my ladies, um, there's this word that we kind of leave out of this whole journey with the Most High. It's called endurance. You have to endure And if your life excludes endurance, excludes long-suffering, excludes struggle, I mean, then you cannot stamp his name on a journey that you're on and say that this is him, this is the Elohim, this is the Most High. It could be a God, but it's not the God. You have to check your endurance, check your life and check the things you are uh, facing and going through and identify whether or not it lines up with scripture. Um, How do people know that you are called his own? They shall know you by your fruits. So um, a lot of people are putting God on it. Now you can put God on it because he doesn't refer to himself as God. As he speaks to Moses and from the burning bush, he says, I am. (laughs) I am that I am, the great I am, um, and and there's a reason for being I am. I am a healer. I am a provider. I am. He is in, in, forever in existence, being everything in the forefront that we need. Um, sometimes in the background that we don't even understand or identify that he is even present for those situations that we face, and we have to understand that it's not us, it's him. But I don't want to drift off into that, you know, that conversation. The conversation at hand is concerning my life thus far. Um, I have had a lot of things happen, and I was wondering, do I keep it and share it later? And he's like, no, share it now. So here's my truth, because this is the podcast called Truth Is. I can't say that I lied to people, and I know people like lied, lied. Um, there were things that I was told not to share. Um, in the in the beginning of the process of my struggle of of the endurance that my family and I came through, I was advised to pray without ceasing and to serve Him continually and to live a private life during this process, during this portion 
of the journey so that it won't be tainted by opinions. Um, it won't be tainted by naysayers. And um, we also find, this, just to drift off into scripture, to scripture, excuse me, um, you find that Abram, before Abraham, you know, his name was changed, you find that he told Abram to get from among his kinfolk because they couldn't see Abraham. Only the Most High could, you know what I'm saying? So um, there are things that the Most High was doing with Abram to bring him to Abraham. And um, there are a lot of things that the Most High is doing with Andrea to bring her to Avela. And um, I, uh, I, I, oh my goodness, I'm just like, I'm shedding skin. And we shed skin daily, but I mean like snake skin thick. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I'm shedding, and the shedding uh, is old me, um, old ways, old thoughts. Because he states that his ways are not our ways, neither is his thoughts our thoughts. So, um, especially when you're called to be his own, and you're called to be his mouthpiece. <laughs> Um, what I mean by that is when you're called to be a servant, a.k.a. prophet, prophetess, there are so many um, hats in that you have to go through a lot of things and people want that title, I'm a prophetess or I'm a prophet, not understanding what goes into that? Not understanding the pain, the lashes, the things you go through. You're technically not at all under any circumstances your own. You can honestly kiss the life you plan for yourself. Listen, the life you plan for yourself. Kiss that goodbye. Because uh, if we read in the Bible, and we look back at a lot of different prophets, and um, Isaiah, or Elijah, or Jeremiah, just to name a few, and Jonah, um, we, we look at these prophets, and we see a lot of different things that they endured just to carry the word, okay, wow, just to carry the word alone, and, um, I have to honestly say truthfully that um, a prophet or prophetess will endure more than any of the rest of the titles or any of the rest of the offices in the body of Yehoshua. Um, they take on a heavy, heavy burden that I don't think people understand. They feel the weight of not the world, but the weight of his people, who he has called out of the world. They won't feel the weight of the world because they were not called to minister to the world, <laughs> um, to dissect, you know, the world itself. They were called to um, minister and appoint and, and, and to tear down and to rebuild. And it's so much more into those details um, concerning a prophet or prophetess, but they are called to minister unto his people, to speak unto his people, not the world. But um, anyway, 
back to how my life has changed drastically. And I just want to say this real fast about when you say yes. You have to be in a place mentally, physically, spiritually. Um, and those things have to be connected and entwined and running parallel to each other. Um, in unison, when you say yes, be ready. Be ready for what comes after the yes. Because your life in the blink of an eye can turn around, change, and you feel like you're on the verge of dying. Now, your life is going well, swell, good ever since you said yes. What and who did you say yes to? I mean, <laughs> it's not beautiful at first. It is major turbulence on this plane called faith. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. However, I just want to backtrack on what happened. And um, that's going to come on the next podcast. This is just the introduction to what has changed and how I've gotten into a place where I am totally leaning on him now. Like, we say, oh, I'm trusting in him wholeheartedly. You're lying. If you ever in your daily life worried about food on the table, Bills, necessities, life, things changing drastically, daily things of life, if they place worry in your mind, you're not wholeheartedly walking in Him. You're not wholeheartedly trusting in Him. And as I say this, I am reminded of the three Hebrew boys. Did they ever worry when they were placed into the fiery furnace? Understanding that the people who placed them into the fiery furnace burnt up, just putting them in. And anyone who was around it were consumed. And not in a good way. (laughs) Um, Honestly, I, I, I... wholeheartedly feel like they didn't worry because they put their mind at ease knowing who he is following him for so long when you finally give your mind and your whole body over to an everlasting king all powerful king knowing he lacks nothing and looking back over his report and seeing and reading all the things he has done and that's just to name some because a lot of events have not been recorded he is an awesome incredible God words cannot describe him but when you look back over the little bit of things that you have seen and read and heard that right there is enough to reassure you that you are dealing with a high power king a high powerful king where you have no reason to fret there's no reason to worry when you're in him so having that evidence and then 
your faith is being, you know, built every day. And, and your faith becomes stronger when you try him. And he shows you each and every time I'm here. You know, you be you become more strong because you're building stamina in your in your faith. And it's show and proof. Show and proof. And um you step out there like Peter. Well bid me to come to you. Come. <laughs> His faith in the most high, knowing that it was he. While others were scared, not saying that at first Peter wasn't scared. I think his his fear went into curiosity mode. Like I've been walking with this cat for a minute and he's known to do some things out of this world. That's my boy. I, I know he's probably doing, you know, another one of his pop-ups or another one of his stunts because I know he, he's just that boy. You know, we don't know how he was talking back then. They, they're boys. So I'm trying to do my little boy kind of impersonation, how the guys would talk. Forgive me if it's kind of off. <laughs> but um, he just knew, okay, all right, well, if this be you, bid me to Come. Come. And by him stepping out on the water, walking to his friend, because he was one of his close three. So he's walking to not only his savior, but his friend. And, you know, when when the waves start coming and the water just starts crashing and you hear. Now, before he started looking at it, because he had his eyes set on his friend, getting closer just to make sure... You know, this is who he is. He's he's examining him while walking on faith. Because there was nothing. I can't particularly say he's walking on water. He's walking on faith. And as he's walking on his faith, knowing and trusting in him. This is this is a metaphor in the Bible, which actually is a true event. You know what I'm saying? So we look at this. This is a twofold. And something that happened for Peter and something that's happening for the reader. When you have your mind set on Yehoshua, the Savior, that is nothing but faith you're walking on because you have not seen him. Now, mind you, Peter has, but we have not seen him nor met him physically. Yet we walk by faith. Now, he was looking looking at him in the supernatural. He was walking on faith in the supernatural, walking to the King of Kings. But his eyes were set on him, but his ears were being challenged. Okay? He's hearing the crashing of the waves. He hears the whippering of the wind. And fear starts knocking at the door. He begins to give in to fear when he looks away. (sighs) When something else steals our attention, while our attention should be undividedly on the Most High, Fear creeps in. And that's exactly what happened to Peter. And he was teaching the disciples through Peter and and teaching Peter and teaching us. That was a metaphor, a lesson, and an experience all wrapped in one event. For us, for Peter... 
and for the disciples who were also there at, at the time of this event in the boat. So, what do we gain from this? Undivided attention, walking wholeheartedly in Him. And, and, and when you do that, that's faith. There's no way that he can still have faith with his attention being divided. And when he took his attention off of him, it showed you that there is no way you can serve two masters. Now listen, some people will challenge what I just said. How can you have faith and fear at the same time? One of them have to go because you're serving one, you're serving something. You're giving in to faith or you're giving in to fear. But they cannot run parallel together. One has to leave. Like your, your, your flesh and your spirit, they're raging against each other. One has to be dominant over the other. One has to go. One has to die. And that is the same with faith and fear. So when he began to give in to fear, that's when faith started to disappear. And this is where you find that Peter started drowning. How many of us are drowning? Because we have given into fear. How many of us are in a cage called fear? Fear will literally lock you up. But on my next podcast, (laughs) I will expound on faith versus fear. And which one did I decide to serve and where my life is now but um this has been an awesome conversation that I'm having with my listeners and I hope that you guys come back and listen to the next podcast because this next podcast, I get very personal. Um, very personal. And I know it's going to frustrate some people to know the truth. But the truth shall set you free. And it's time for me to expound on what took place. <laughs> but um, until next time, um. May the most high bless the listeners. And I pray that this has helped someone in any way. Continue to be blessed. Walk in obedience. And hey, there's an ultimatum. Fear or faith. Which one will you choose? podcast of truth is please go do so now so that you will understand what I am speaking of now the podcast before this one I was discussing the journey and the journey involving endurance um, 
and the ultimatum called faith or fear. Um, this podcast is discussing just that. The ultimatum I was faced with and what I chose. So, I want to get a little personal. Um, this testimony, which was a test at the time, major test of my life. Of my life. I had to say that again. Oh my goodness, I... Just to think about it. I think I'm stronger now to where I don't cry. I I think so. I think so. (laughs) Okay, so here's the truth. (laughs) Let me stretch. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm sorry, I had to stretch because I have to loosen up my muscles. I have to get ready to expound on these events. (laughs) That I told basically no one. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Father, be with me in the name of Yehoshua. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, let me date back to 2019. Okay. Let me date back to 2018. <laughs> so, I'm going to go back to that time. I'm not going to name any names. I'm just going to date back. If you happen to know these people or whichever. Keep these people in prayer because I pray for them. I won't say daily because that would be a lie. But they are in my heart. However. I have um, some things on my phone that I have written or typed in my phone, it's that I can't write on it, <laughs> you know, me being technical, but anyway, so, um, there's some things in my phone where I write down the things that, the events that, um, happened to me, because I was supposed to, and I was told to, um, write these things down. Bear with me as I retrieve them from my from my phone. Okay. Alright, so and I have other podcasts, not to get off of subject, but I have other podcasts coming concerning dreams. Um, because he has me, uh, what you call it, um, expounding on my dreams and revealing them because they line up with current events and, um, he'll give me dreams almost a year in advance, if not more, and uh, I'll pray and cover people before those events hit, um, so be on the listen out and the lookout for more podcasts and I'm going to as I get them on you know as they come in I'll give them out and uh, according to his will of course um, to warn the people because there's a lot of things I have to expound on to warn people and to tell you 
what's going on and what you need to be doing and what your um, your role is in these current events. So stay tuned for that. Okay, so I want to expound on the events of my life currently um, or what led up to the events of my current situation. Um, so back in 2018, I, um, I went through some things, a series of things. I was connected to a ministry, um, in West Philadelphia, and I moved on to, um, a, a ministry, a person who was from that same ministry, but it started their own, and, um, we, uh, we had, you know, we hit it off good, we all, you know, family, of course. And, um, not blood, but, you know, family, ministry, you're, you're considered family. That's how I see, I, that's how I view it. So, however, um, back in 2018, um, I would say, hmm, was January, everything was fine, everything's fine, but then when things started to get a little crazy, um, I would say the fall. And it's funny because things line up uh, with with earthly events. So if things are falling and trees begin to fall, leaves begin to fall. When I say trees, not as actually trees falling, but they're shedding and things are falling off to make room for new. So does everything that in, that you know they're within the earth. So the inhabitants of the earth will reflect the things that are going on in the earth. So as things are beginning to fall and change and wither and die, so does the things of a person, okay? So during this time um, of fall, things begin to get crazy for me. Um, I started noticing that the Most High was um, calling me away from people, places, and things. Especially when I was trying to warn people of something to come. 2019 was approaching and I knew that I needed to speak openly and freely within that ministry and to the head of that ministry. And feeling this though, because I helped birth that ministry, I felt like I was close to the parent of that ministry, you know, and I labored with him and, you know, felt like there was a connection beyond ministry, like brother and sister, almost like father figure, you know what I'm saying? But we're close in age. I'm in my thirties and so is he. However, but, um, you feel as though that, okay, well, can I expound on what's going on? Can I explain what is happening to me? And it's not for me, it's for the ministry and other ministries. Um, And I felt like I was stopped in a way or shunned. And I didn't have the vocability or the privilege to say anything or the, you know, the okay. So I let that go. I said, okay, well, there were things I needed to expound on to help you in ministry. Um, it was still in the infancy stages. This ministry was just birthed, and it was still in infancy stages. And um, things needed to be, if anything, put it like this. When the infant is born, there's a, 
the series, not too many shots, but there are immunizations that that child has to get to protect that child from catching anything that can evidently claim the life of the child, okay? So in this ministry, you have to understand this ministry was just birthed. And this ministry was in the infancy stages. And as me being the one to help birth the ministry, the Most High has given unto me many things for the ministry, which is still in, in baby steps, going through baby changes. Um, it was still, it still needed to be protected at all costs. So I was, I guess, not just only the midwife, but also a nurse, if you will, or a doctor. Um, and the Most High trusted me to um, carry the antibiotics, okay? If you will, if you understand what I'm going with this, to carry the immunizations to fight off any infections that were trying to come and infiltrate the, the ministry, okay? And when you refuse that, sometimes you leave that ministry or that child open to catch any and everything, okay? So as I was trying to administer immunization so that the child can be forward tough and fight off anything that was trying to come and, <clears throat> how can I say this, kill the child before it can even have life of his own and um, before the child can even crawl, stand, walk run, it was still in, a, in a, a stage where it was nursing, okay, and needed all of the milk it could get, it needed all the help it can get, so when you have people who are, who were there from the beginning and the most high trusted these individuals to be around before the birthing, during the birthing, after the birthing, and during the stages and the milestones, then you have to keep those people close and be careful for those who automatically just come around out of nowhere. When you are protecting your newborn, you don't let everybody and their mom come around. You, you don't. You kind of go into um, hibernation because you don't want the baby to get sick. And trying to relay that information and trying to protect the infant you know, which is the ministry, was, it was hard when the parent, who was a new parent, by the way, first-time parent, <laughs> didn't understand that this was important. But however, I was pushed away, and it did not happen, and things began to get contaminated, if you will. And um, when you decide that you're no longer going to take heed to somebody you were already taking heed to who you trusted in the beginning and you look at them as the enemy how many of us know that when you <laughs> like rabies it attacks the mind the mind you go into zombie mode like I've seen um, animals who had rabies become day and night it's like day and night they were pleasant to no longer pleasant, they were monsters, okay, and you start to fight everything around you, so I wouldn't necessarily say rabies, but something along the lines of it, so when you are 
fighting your help, you're out of your mind. There's something taking over you. You really can't see clearly. You can't hear clearly. And something isn't right. And when you're fighting your help, when your help has done all that it can do, the help surrenders and it leaves. Okay? So especially when that help is being told by the Elohim, the ultimate help. <laughs> Excuse me. The ultimate one who knows and sees everything concerning you. And when he sends someone and he's telling someone through that person to tell you and you disregard everything that this person had to tell you, that's that's a red flag. So long story short, I was trying to help. I kept hearing things to tell the individual and the individual denied me every time to the point that the individual would speak about me in front of my face during the service. And I was like, okay, I can handle it. I've been spoken about. And uh, hey, it is what it is. I'm going to keep doing what I got to do until the most I pulled me away. Because I started to see faces that were no longer friendly faces. If anything, I started to see the appearances of demons on the faces of people who once called me sis. (laughs) Woman of God. Hugged me, kissed me. Oh, beautiful woman of God. I love your children. I love this, that, and the third. Laugh, giggle, chuckle with me, go places with me. From that being, you know, that was that to now you have the look of death. Like you don't like me, nor can you stand me. And you have no idea. Don't understand. And this is not even your own feeling. You are carrying something demonic on the inside of you. It has become... And you've made your body in a habitation for that demon. And it tried to latch onto me. Let me get onto that. I was demonically attacked um, in October. In October. And I felt that someone was trying to um, infiltrate me spiritually. Let me just say that. They were preying on me. And I'm not talking... P-R-A-Y. P-R-E-Y is more like it. And I felt it, but couldn't put a face to it or a name because there were many. And when you feel that, it's like, okay, how do you deal with this? Yes, I'm in prayer. Yes, I'm fasting. And that's another thing. I was fasting a lot. And um, I'm like, okay, what is going on here? Who's who, who and how many are praying against me? And I knew that this was happening because the enemy did not want me to speak on what the Most High has given me because this was very vital for the ministry. And um, he did whatever he could do to push me away so that it wouldn't come to fruition. And um, it 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 was one thing after another. And after that event, after I was attacked, um... In 2018, that was um, in October. Then again, it happened in 2019 in, in January. And then the next time, um, February. And one person that I didn't expect was my mother. She gave me some advice. She says, there's somebody within that ministry. And I had not even told her anything. But I was sick. And of course, I was not with child, of course. But, um... I was very, 
ill and I just was like what is going on I was throwing up and I felt it I knew it was a demonic attack I knew it without a shadow of a doubt and my husband did too and it only happened when I came around the ministry Mm. it only happened in the presence of the people when I would pull up to the ministry before I could even get out I felt it like I was not wanted and I was being prayed against like it was people praying against me and um that thing I mean I, I, I if I didn't know I was strong that right there proved it I was literally fighting in my own body to take control of my own body like eyes going back and forth trying to control my thoughts trying to control my movements it was just that Wow, just that bad. Wow. And um, I just was like, okay, Father, help me get out of this. And I'm going to take heed to what you're trying to tell me. Because I was still fighting to be in the ministry. Still fighting to stay. Because I'm like, okay, nothing's going to run me off. Okay, you don't want me to say anything. I won't say anything, but I'll keep praying. But the most I was like, no, it's time for you to leave. I have something I need to pour into you. And I can't pour into you when you are an enemy's territory. I have to pull you away so I can pour into you with no distractions, with no infiltrations. I have to, like, put you in a cave. And not a physical cave, but a cave spiritually. So the cave was my home. And I, it was like I was Elijah <laughs> in a cave, you know. And um, it was like home to me anyway because I like being alone. I, I don't know about anybody else who's a prophet or prophetess. My sanity is everything to me. Me speaking to him, him speaking to me. And my alone time is everything. I, that means more to me than friendships. Walking with him, talking with him, and having a consecrated life means the world to me, means everything to me, more than relationships. That's just how I feel. But anyway, um, so that happened, and I left. I would say I left in March, and it was prophesied I would come back, and everything else after the most high told me don't come back and you're prophesying that I would that see that right there showed people false prophets false prophetess when someone speaks and says that this 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 that is going to happen and didn't happen and I know the most high assured me that I wasn't going back then why prophesy that I'm coming back okay and then after I left, I was getting phone calls. <sighs> phone calls, phone calls, phone calls. And everyone was saying the same thing and calling it God. God showed me. And I see this and see that. So one person to hang up, another person to call me. So that evidently showed me that you guys are on the phone talking about me. And you're trying to make you deep like God is speaking when y'all are speaking amongst yourselves about me. But you separately phone call me. <laughs> you phone me up and say this, this, that, and the third and put God's name on it. No. The conversation that all three of you had was basically the topic at hand. I was topic, okay? And then you guys called me and say God said, and he didn't say anything. 
Mm-mm. But anyway, so that's what happened. Um, the disagreements, the, the the infiltration of the ministry, and I was trying to stop it. And I was trying to um, warn and have people take heed to what was coming. You have to understand this. Did not um, people, you know, seek the life of Yehoshua when he was in his infant stages? Trying to, they killed children up to the age of two just trying to make sure he didn't survive. And he carried the ultimate, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the DNA of the Most High. And so, what makes you think that being a follower of the Most High, being a follower, being a believer, and you're building kingdom, you're building ministries to add up to the kingdom, you think you won't be challenged? Do you think that your life or the ministry's life isn't at stake? Yes, it is. Don't think for one minute when you open up a ministry that you're going to be welcomed by the world with open arms. No, even your own people will try to betray you. So he's looking for the weakest link, even those close to you, even those you lay with. Be careful. Because it was Job's wife who said, curse God and die. That was his wife, close to him. So be careful of those people who are close to you, laboring among you, laboring with you, calling themselves your sister, your brother, your cousin, your mother, your father, your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whomever they may be, what title they may hold in your life. Be careful because they might be the weakest link. Did not the enemy, Gadrael, use Eve to get to Adam? Eve was only, listen, bait. He looked at her as bait. You know what I'm saying? And a way to get to Adam. To wheel him on in. Because Adam was target. Your wife can be target. And I say that because, and I don't want to expound too much because that's another podcast when I speak about the women. The mindset of women. And how the mindset of women have to be strengthened. Strengthen. We have to strengthen the minds of women, the minds of us, and, and, and stay steadfast in the Elohim. There's so many scriptures that speaks about the woman and the woman's role and how the woman can tear down her own home. So I will was, I was speak on that on another podcast. But anyway, however, going into ministry, you have to expect everything from every angle and when you have someone trying to help you you have someone trying to show you something because they see what's coming because you don't you're blinded by all the work you're putting in to the ministry blood sweat and tears have gotten into your eyes so what's next your ear gates are open your eyes are already clouded because you're going through so much all the stress all the endurance and everything you're putting into the ministry so you're tired but your ears are open. You have ears that are open to people who are trying to tell you this, tell you this, and tell you that. And you can't see clearly already because you're tired spiritually. You're already putting so much into the, you know, the birthing and after the birthing of the ministry and trying to keep the ministry afloat and trying to give it what it needs because it's early, it's in early stages. So you have people preying on you because you're weak at that moment. When a mother has given birth, the mother is declared weak. She's at her weakest after she has given her all to push that child out. Sometimes we, hem- we go into this hemorrhage. Think the most I, I never did. 
but some women do. Some people even pass away during childbirth. That's just how much energy we put into pushing and bringing forth child. Same in the spiritual realm. So you're putting your all into getting this child here. You are most weak. You're at your weakest. So, of course, you have people lurking because now they see you at your weakest. And now it's time to attack. And see, this is where daddy or family go into bear mode. Grizzly bear mode. Lion mode. You know what I'm saying? You come over this way, you're going to get mauled. Okay? And that was my role. But I was shunned away. And, um, yeah. And then in, in, in the event of all of that happening, I was attacked and so on and so forth. Just to finalize and summarize everything that I've been speaking about in this podcast about faith and fear and what's leading up to where I am now. Um, so even after being attacked, it was me leaving. After me leaving, it was the most I showed me so many different things, even still for the ministry. Um, it goes on to me even um, moving from the place of residence that I held in 2018, somewhat of 19. And um, as I was leaving that residence, I was going into another, I was transitioning into another residence. And um, during, during that time, that's going to be on my next podcast because I have to elaborate on what happened next. So after leaving that ministry, being told to leave the ministry, being shunned away by the ministry, it goes on and on and on. Another life-changing, changing, excuse me, event happened. And um, I would like for you to stay tuned for that one. That, <laughs> I don't know, put the icing on the cake for me, I guess. The people who can warn you and try to give you advice be the same ones to do the same thing to you. I mean, I, I guess I was in the sea full, full of sharks, and they all smell blood. They all smell blood, and I, the attacks were many. Thank you.